Hello, this is Manisha Pandey bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, April 30th, and the internet is full of Yeti jokes. By Yeti, I don't mean the Tibetan restaurant in Delhi that serves great momos. I mean the abominable snowman. Last night, the Indian Army via its Twitter handle stated that its mountaineering expedition team found footprints of a Yeti. The tweet said, quote, For the first time, an Indian Army mountaineering expedition team has cited mysterious footprints of mythical beast Yeti measuring 32 into 15 inches close to Makalu base camp on 9th April 2019. This elusive snowman has only been sighted at Makalu Barun National Park in the past, unquote. The tweet came along with pictures of the footprints the army had cited. The so-called footprints appeared in a straight line, with each footprint placed almost directly in front of the other. This got some people wondering on Twitter whether the alleged Yeti was catwalking or hopping on one leg. Meanwhile, BJP leader Tarun Vajay took objection to the army calling the Yeti a beast. He tweeted, quote, Congratulations, we are always proud of you. Salutes to the Indian Army Mountaineering Expedition Team. But please, you are Indian, don't call Yeti as beast. Show respect for them. If you say he's a snowman, unquote. I have a better idea. Why call him a snowman, Mr. Vijay? Let's call him Yetiji. Or to accord proper respect, how about calling him Shri Shri Yetiji? Jokes apart, scientists and explorers have long obsessed over the existence of a so-called Yeti, a mythical ape-like creature that is believed to be roaming around in the Himalayas and Nepal for a long time now. The Yeti is in fact a prominent part of Nepali folklore. But, according to a piece in National Geographic, DNA analysis of multiple supposed Yeti samples, including hair, teeth, fur and feces, show that Yeti stories are based on real animals roaming the high mountains. The article notes that the results published in the Proceedings of the Royal Society Publishing are the best evidence yet that the Yeti legend is rooted in Himalayan black and brown bears. Coming down from the cool climbs of Nepal to the election heat in Varanasi. Former BSF constable Tej Bahadur Yadav has filed his nomination to contest against PM Modi in Varanasi on a Samajwadi Party ticket. In 2017, Tej Bahadur made it to top headlines after a video he shot went viral. The video showed him dressed in army fatigues as he complained about the watery dal and burnt rotis served to soldiers. The video had more than 70 lakh views after it was shared on social media, prompting the Prime Minister's office to ask for a report. Tej Bahadur was dismissed from his services on charges of carrying two mobile phones while on active duty and posting his photographs in uniform on social media. After filing his nomination, Tej Bahadur told the media that he is the real Chaukidar and that he wants to defeat those who play politics in the name of the army. Tej Bahadur's candidature, however, will only be accepted if he gets a no-objection certificate from the BSF since he was dismissed from his service. Interestingly, this time around, more than 200 people have filed nominations to contest from Varanasi, including farmers from Telangana and Tamil Nadu who want to fight the PM on his quote-unquote anti-farmer policies. Acting on a complaint from BJP MP Subramanian Swami, the Ministry of Home Affairs has asked Congress Party Chief Rahul Gandhi to provide the quote-unquote factual position of his citizenship. Swami has alleged that Rahul Gandhi had declared his nationality to be British in documents related to a United Kingdom company that he was a director in. In response, the Congress said the BJP government has been silent on allegations about Rahul Gandhi's citizenship for the last four years because they themselves know the truth. 
Meanwhile, Congress Chief Rahul Gandhi is all set to apologize through a fresh affidavit for wrongly attributing the Chokidar Chorhe remark to the Supreme Court. The BJP had objected to Gandhi's earlier affidavit expressing regret, saying that it was nowhere near an unqualified apology. Abhishek Manu Singhvi, who is Rahul Gandhi's lawyer in the case, said it was a mistake that the affidavit did not contain the word apology and a fresh one would be filed. The Chief Minister of Karnataka, H.T. Kumaraswamy, has decided to restart a 14-year-old project to build a temple chariot for the Kukke Subramanyam Temple. The chariot may cost 80 crore rupees and the CM has decided to spend this taxpayer's money because an astrologer told him it will help his government last long. On Sunday, Kumar Swami apparently held a meeting with astrologer Dwarkanath Guruji who said, quote, I advise the CM, complete the golden chariot and that will in turn pull your chariot, unquote. This is 21st century India. Sri Lanka's president called for the immediate lifting of a ban on social media networks today. The ban had come into effect to prevent the spread of misinformation after the devastating suicide bombings on Easter that had killed more than 250 people. Meanwhile, the US ambassador to Sri Lanka has said that some of the Islamist militants involved in the Easter Sunday bombings on the island were likely still at large and could be planning fresh attacks. In a historic ceremony, Japan's emperor, Akito, has declared his abdication at the Imperial Palace in Tokyo. In his last public address as emperor, Akito thanked the public for their support during his 30-year reign. He's the first Japanese monarch to stand down in more than 200 years. His eldest son will ascend the throne tomorrow, that is on Wednesday. The emperor in Japan holds no political power, however, he serves as a national figurehead. Before I sign off, I'm going to suggest two election stories from newslaundry.com. The first one is by my colleague Anand Vardhan. The battle for Begu Sarai is about identity, not ideology. Begu Sarai has been in the limelight because Kanaya Kumar is contesting from the seat. Anand Vardhan gives us some interesting insights on why the battle for Begu Sarai is not so much about ideology as it is about caste identities and religious identities. The second piece is a ground report by Ridesh Joshi, which is titled... Why Nitish Kumar is facing a crisis of credibility in Bihar. This report is part of News Laundry's NL Sena project, where we have more than a dozen freelancers bringing you in depth reports from the ground. If you'd like to read more reports like these, log on to newslaundry.comslash Sena. Your contribution will help more reporters like Ridesh bring you insights from the ground. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.